0: I hope everyone can hear me clearly. Yes, it's clear. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we must rest in God. We must rest in God. And I've been sharing a lot about trusting and obeying God. Where there is trust, there is rest. Where there is trust, there is rest. And there is peace that comes from, from obedience that causes you to rest. So truly, if we if we can live our lives trusting and obeying God, I think we'll be fine. And where there is trust and obedience, there is also contentment. And if we can obey God, then we'll love. If we can obey God, then we'll forgive. Trust and obedience is so important in the life of a Christian. If we can walk with the Lord trusting and obeying him daily, I don't think we'll have any issues. Because if we're going to obey God, then we'll have faith in him. Because the Bible says, have faith in God. Jesus tells us, have faith in God. It's in the scriptures, Mark 11. It says we should have faith in God. So, truly, if we can trust God, we will have peace. If we can trust God, we will rest. If we can trust God, we'll be content knowing that God has good plans for us. So even if we're in a particular season, He's right there with us. And whatever He gives us is more than enough. Even though we have expectations in our hearts, we'll be content with the Lord. We'll be content with what He gives. Can we trust and obey God? It changes everything in life. Trusting God and obeying Him trusting Him, trusting His sovereignty, trusting His word, trusting His love. Many, many a times we don't even trust that God loves us. We don't trust that God loves us. We don't trust and we don't believe that He loves us. We've heard it many times that God loves us, but we don't really believe that. But God is so loving and kind. He's so, and He's so patient. Do you know how God is waiting and still waits for unbelievers to come to Christ? People people keep shouting, let the world end. Ah, the world is too evil. Do you know that God is giving people time to get saved? That's That's some deep level of love. That irrespective of people denying God, some people even insult God. They doubt his existence. God still patiently waits for them to know him. That's a level of love that we can never attain. That's agape love. That love can only be found in God. It's not human love. For you to unconditionally still love. Because John 3.16 doesn't say, and God only loves believers. No, it says the world, for God to love the world, So even those people sinning, God has a plan, a redemption plan for them. And now the question is, will they accept his son? I know I was talking to someone yesterday evening. She came to me and she wanted to get counsel. And she told me about someone she was dating. And I said, (laughs) I remember saying that God wants that person saved. And she said, that person is is a christian but you see the 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 sect is not the person not a christian the person has their own faith that seems like christianity is not christianity christians are followers of jesus christ in that sect they don't believe that jesus is the son of god so i said that person is not saved because we know the conditions of salvation. You must be born again. You must accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You must declare him as Lord. He, you must confess that he is Lord. If you cannot say Jesus is Lord, then, Omar, where is the salvation coming from? If you reject the Son, how would you be saved? Let's say that person is not saved. For the Lord to keep bringing the person through your heart, he wants you to pray that person into to salvation. Sometimes God would lay names in your heart for you to start to intercede. It's not for you to shake away for the person or to wonder what has this person done wrong. No, the Lord wants you to pray, intentionally pray for that person because the powers that are pulling the person deeper and deeper into the world. For that person to break free from those powers and that bondage, ungodly and, and demonic bondage That person needs prayers. Remember what Jesus said about um, this one can only come out by prayer and fasting. See, there's a level that people will go deep into the world that for them to come out and know Christ, they need to be prayed out. So sometimes you you just be on your own and God will just drop a name in your heart. I don't know that that has happened to you. Start interceding for the person. Please don't joke with that because Many people are under demonic opp- oppression. It's not a joke. but That thing is a serious thing. It's a very serious thing. And you see, sometimes the devil will cloud your judgment. I need to send this message to someone. The devil will cloud your judgment so much that he will make you hate the person so you don't pray for the person. So instead of praying for the person, The devil will give you every reason to dislike that person so you don't intercede for that person to come out of that web of sin and oppression that they are in. Satan does that a lot. He will make you angry with people that did you no wrong or maybe even did you wrong. They don't even care if they hurt you. He will make you angry with them And he knows that God has a redemption plan for those people. So you get angry with them instead of praying for them. So he'll replace that desire to intercede with anger, hurt, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, envy, whatever it is. Anything to stop you from praying for that person. Sometimes you'll even replace it with lust and you think you're sexually attracted to the person. And you really are not. Satan is a liar. He will just bring someone your way. Maybe the person is coincidentally attractive, but it's not sexual attraction. It's not really that. But he will plant the seed of lust in your heart. So you will focus on sexual attraction and not intercession. He's such a liar. (laughs) So God will bring these people, he will drop these names in your heart. Bring these people your way, but Satan will pervert it. That assignment like he always likes to do. He tried it with Jesus. Perfection, he always comes in with trying Try to tweak that plan. If he can deceive you and convince you that the lie is the truth, you will dwell on the lie. Instead of listening to what God is saying, so the Holy Spirit in that instance will be talking to you about this soul, but all you can hear is the lies of Satan because Satan is loud. He's a liar. He's a loud liar. Very loud, noisy spirit. Today I'm going to be talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness is it's like a, a, like a blanket of toxicity if it covers your eyes you can see nothing and you know the worst thing you will boast that you can see my dear brothers and sisters you are blind forgiveness is a dark blanket of everything bad it's terrible. I have someone very close to me that has been living in unforgiveness for years. More than 20 years. Jeez. More than 20 years. And you see, the unforgiveness that this person is living with, it keeps morphing. Like from one person to another. And that's the thing about unforgiveness. You're angry with one person before you leave, everybody is bad in your eyes. It's such a deep hole. Nasty hole. So this person that I know and I love has been living in unforgiveness for, let's say, 30 or 35 years. I know some of you are surprised. How can someone live that long? Oh yes, the person has lived in unforgiveness for more than 30 years. Let's say more than 30 years. Approximately 25 to 30 years, this person has lived in unforgiveness. should be more than 25 years. Let's say 30 years to be on the safe side. And you see the thing about this person. This person is not progressing. I tell you. The person has been It's almost like the person's journey of progress is halted. The person has not progressed in life. And it's almost like the person has... um, the, The healthy memory the person has stopped at where they stopped forgiving. Stopped there. Unforgiveness is toxic. It's terrible. Why do you think that God wants us to be merciful? Because He knows what the consequence of unforgiveness is. It's a terrible place to be. And you see, Satan would not tell you the truth of how deep that hole is. It's a nasty hole to be in. It starts with, ah, this person, do you even know what this person is? You don't understand, you don't understand. And the Spirit of God is saying, let it go. But He said, no, no, no. And Satan will keep encouraging you because he knows your flesh is always at at war with your spirit so he will give you every reason to stay where you where he wants you to be and you will not know how deep that hole is and he will keep pushing you deeper and he will not he won't push you in a nasty way he will just, it's almost like an evil pat on the back continue to do it see, don't let it go this person do you if this person does this thing to you they will do it to your child they will do it to your brother and your sister so you're fanning the flames and you keep on boiling before you know it you've lived five years still dwelling on what that person did to you not moving on and you see because it's such a nasty because it's such a dirty lens to view life through is going to bias all your decisions in life. It's real. It's real. This is not the same many people like to hear. It's real. You're going to view men as dogs, women as female dogs, parents as evil people, pastors as um, fakes. All pastors are big in your mind. You're going to view a whole lot of things as bad, even the good things that God brings your way, you will spit them out of your mouth because you have not dealt with the unforgiveness in your heart. I'm sharing this because a lot of people don't know how bad unforgiveness is. It's really bad. And Jesus now tells us this in the scriptures. Let's look at what Jesus said. He first, this is Jesus, the words of Jesus. In your Bible, these words are in red. This is the same Lord who was done before at the time of judgment. He has told us the verdict now. These words are in red in your Bible. He first tells his disciples the story of the prodigals, the unforgiving servants he first tells his disciples the story of the unforgiving servant and then he shares the end of that story he says in this same way my heavenly father will deal with any of you if you do not release see it's not You have to release it from your heart because it comes from the heart. Unforgiveness is seated in the heart. Forgiveness is seated in the heart. He says, if you do not release forgiveness from your heart toward your fellow believer, you have to release it. Why? Because you are withholding it. It has to be released. Jesus is saying that you have no mercy from God if you don't give mercy. Do you know how deep that is? That you stand before God and what you did is you gave away an opportunity for God to forgive your sins because you withheld forgiveness. Like you are holding your own destiny in your hands. I'm going to read it again. In this same way, my Heavenly Father will deal with any of you if you do not release forgiveness from your heart towards your fellow believer. If you do not release it, what your fellow believer so here i am this morning or afternoon or evening wherever you are reminding each and every one of us to release forgiveness release it you must be merciful show mercy even when the person is not sorry because God doesn't forgive us, He doesn't wait to forgive us until we are even sorry. He has released it to us. Jesus finished work on that cross. It is, it is finished. Here I am, irrespective of what was done to you. Oh yes, as hurtful as abuse, as hurtful as abuse, as hurtful as abuse so many years ago someone abused me not sexually it was very traumatizing for me it took me years even after i had forgiven the person it took me many years like up to five six years to stop dreaming about the encounter i'm telling you i was tormented i had released forgiveness but i was in torment the trauma From the abuse was it 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 had wrecked my mind. (laughs) But you see, the power of forgiving as a Christian is that you have someone to help you with that trauma and he helped me. And right now I don't dream about it anymore. This happened when I was really young. I was a young lady. I don't dream about it anymore. God didn't just heal my heart. The Holy Spirit didn't just heal my heart, it healed my mind. So someone this morning I put up something about forgiveness yesterday. Because somebody actually hurt me. I had to remind myself, it's a daily reminder. You must always release forgiveness. So I had to release forgiveness. So someone a young lady in our fellowship, I think she's in a fellowship. I don't I don't know whether she's in the fellowship or not. But she's very young. she She's how old is she? I think she's about sixteen. She's sixteen. Yes. 16 she contacted me and she asked me about um is it dealing with the memory she said is it possible to forgive and not to forget see i tell you because you are human even after you've forgiven the person you will remember but you this you see there's someone that can help you heal your heart and your mind and that's the holy spirit you need to ask him for help the healing from the abuse, the betrayal, the heartbreak, whatever it is that the person did wrong to you, hmm? whether they scammed you, they are on you, whatever it is, the healing from that is a process that the Holy Spirit has to take you. You you'll be surprised that you learn so much when He starts to take you on that journey. You learn so much, and He will not just fix your heart that was broken. He will heal your mind that is traumatized because it's the mind that remembers the, the, the trauma or the or the incidents that happened. So He will heal your heart and He will heal your mind. But if you don't give Him that pain, it will eat you even though you said you're forgiven. It will be, keep eating you like a woman to just be going deeper and deeper to keep eating. But for is a decision. It's not a process. It's not. It is a decision. The way you decide to love a person. The world projects love as emotions, butterfly, everything. No, those things are fruits of the love you have for a person. Especially when you're attracted to the person, you start to feel oh irie. those things are like they come with that attraction you have. But that's not the love. The love is the decision you make. The love is what people do in marriage, in a healthy marriage. They choose to serve that person, to love that person, to be committed to that person. That is love. That is what God has for us. It is a commitment. God has chosen to love Chineye irrespective of whether she disappoints him today or tomorrow. He still loves her. was loved by God. It's not an emotional thing. It's a decision that God has made. I choose you. I will love you and I love you. And I have loved you with an everlasting love. It loves the love lasts even in eternity. Is there? That's love. You decide to love. You decide to forgive. So if there's anyone here dealing with unforgiveness, let it be on record in heaven that today. I reminded you to forgive that person for those people that have hurt you. And now give that pain, after you've forgiven the person, you decide, Father, in my heart, I decide this moment to release forgiveness onto whosoever has wronged me. I present my heart and my mind, all Lord, to you to help me deal and heal, to help me heal from the pain that they have caused me. Erase the memory of that incident from my mind and let me walk, have a healthy, spiritual walk with you, Lord. Help me be able to freely give love and not withhold love. Let me love like you do, Lord. Lord, Let my love just keep flowing out of my heart, let love keep flowing. Let nothing be a barrier to that flow. I pray that the Lord will give you the grace to do what is right. If you are here and you're listening to this, I pray that the Lord will give you the grace. Release forgiveness today, please, from your heart. That's what Jesus says. Release it from your heart. Release it, release it. Release it, release it. Don't withhold it. Release it this moment. And trust the Holy Spirit. Ask Him first and then trust Him to help you heal from the hurt. Because He can fix it. Like I was telling um, the young lady who came to me yesterday, I told her the depth of the wound will determine how long it will take for that wound to heal. That was the sum of one of the things I told her. The depth of the wound. If it's a scratch, it will take a shorter time to heal. If it's like a knife cut, it will take a longer time. If it's really deep... Like, deep, 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 deep. It's going to take a longer time to heal. But you see, the Holy Spirit will be present to help you heal properly. Help you heal properly. And let him finish the process. Have you ever seen someone who has an injury and they don't properly stitch that wound? It happened to my husband. He had an accident many years ago. The sky is still on his leg. He had an accident on the road, a road accident, and... Ngozi's mom is the one that helped fix his leg. Ngozi that is here. Ngozi shared the word. He's still very grateful to your mom for helping him. So, the first place he went to when the accident happened, they rushed him to the hospital. They didn't do a good job. They didn't clean that wound well. And they stitched it. They stitched the wound. The wound wasn't healing properly. Immediately, his aunt, that's Ngozi's mom, saw what they had done. She had to open the wound again and clean that wound and stitch it again so it could properly heal. If you don't allow the Holy Spirit complete his work of healing your heart and your mind, you may go back to unforgiveness. Say, no, I don't forgive that person. In fact, do you not know, remember. And Satan knows how to pour that salt inside that wound where well, where. Well. He'll help you dwell on it and say, before you know it, you say, how would I even forgive this person? I don't forgive the person. Through. Let the Holy Spirit complete the work he's doing. Trust the Holy Spirit to do it. See, it may take time. It depends on the depth of the wound. It may take time, but he will heal you. If, if I could heal from the trauma of the abuse I went through. Oh, it, was, it, it wasn't it was a joke. If I could heal from it, I lived in fear for many years. I'll be on the road, I'll be looking around. I lived in fear. I was afraid. I lived in fear for many years. Many years. My husband sometimes he says it. He says, it's a miracle. with Everything that's happened to you in your life. He says, it's a miracle that you're married. <laughs> It's a miracle that you are married. It's a miracle that you're married. And I know it is. If God can heal you, if God can heal me, He can heal you. He can heal your heart and your mind. He can heal your heart and your mind. So trust God, trust and obey. Trust God with whatever you're going through and you see that He'll fix you. And when He's done fixing you, you would not look like the past. You won't look like what you went through. You will carry a fragrance, a different fragrance, and that's the fragrance of Christ. God loves you so much. He doesn't want you broken because his son died for you to be whole. So accept the love of God and ask God for help today. I do pray that this word blesses someone today. Someone on the group, please, people here, encourage people to listen. Do you know how many people (laughs) will be deprived of forgiveness, this word that Jesus gave because they have refused to forgive. Please, I'm begging you. I know many, whenever I ask, make this request, a lot of people don't obey. Send a message to the group and let the people on the group know why they should listen to this message. Let no believer die without forgiving. It's not a good place to be. Because Jesus was talking to believers. He said in that word, I want you to understand that Jesus was actually speaking to believers. Look at that word again, please, I beg. Because sometimes we think that the word is for someone else, no no, no. me. Look at that word again. It says, if you do not release forgiveness from your heart towards your fellow believer. Ah! Hey, Jesus was not talking to outsiders. The people in the kingdom, you and I, that's who he was talking to. Believer! no believer should die with unforgiveness it's bad, 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 bad please, I'm begging you I know many people don't obey this instruction whenever I give it during communion. I beg put this message tell tell people to listen to to this sermon please, I'm begging you no person should die with unforgiveness it's a bad place to be please you can decide to put what you learned from today's message very short or you can just say, please, listen to to today's message as I end this session. I pray that the Lord will give us the grace to do what is right. I pray that the love of God will overwhelm your hearts. that all that we can give because of this, this overflow of his love will be love. That's all that will be given to people. I pray that we will preach this sermon in many more places. Anytime you have the opportunity to tell people to forgive, please, don't be afraid to share the sermon. Many people would leave. They would not like it because of the conviction it brings. Please preach it. Preach it wherever you are. Teach your children not to withhold forgiveness. Please. I also pray that you would make yourself available today to be used by God. Have a blessed day, everyone. God loves you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you, Thank you, Chris. Thank you, everyone. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye.